Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Happy Friday, football fans, and welcome into another edition of the Chase Podcast. I'm Isaac Sines, and I thank you for joining me. In today's episode, NFL defensive tackle Jarrell Worthy and I discuss the first wave of free agency and break down some of the top signings. Plus, we'll share our thoughts on some of the big-time trades that went down ahead of the new league year. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you here, and joining me for another episode is NFL defensive tackle Jarrell Worthy, who is playing for the Orlando Apollos of the AAF. So, Jarrell, thanks again, bro, for taking the time to join me today. And how are you doing? Man, I'm doing phenomenal. Uh, just got back to Orlando. I'm excited about tomorrow night's game and uh, excited to talk about this free agency. All right, man. Well, a lot to recap, man, this week. As we saw, the NFL world was rocked with that Odell Beckham Jr. trade. And now, Jarrell, you were drafted by the Packers. And so, John Dorsey, the GM for the Browns, does have previous experience working there with the Packers. And you and I mentioned and talked about this off the air. And you talked about how Dorsey is aggressive and how, while yes, it was a surprising trade, that you weren't all that surprised by it. Would you like to elaborate on that point further? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, John Dorsey, uh, haven't had experience with him out in Green Bay. Um, I know what type of, of, of GM he is and what, what he brings to the table. He's a guy that's really going to 
um, put his cards on the table and, you know, and he's going to, you know, take chances and risk. Um, you know, he was a guy that came over with Andy Reid when um, the Kansas City Chiefs were a two-win team and, you know, and, and transformed that team to uh, a, a high-powered offense and a, and a, a constant playoff contender. So, um, you know, with his experience and, and what he brings to the table is phenomenal and, and the way he's willing to take chances and uh, fit pieces to get fit pieces together is really is really extraordinary and as for the Giants many many of the fans are irate following the trade of Odell Beckham Jr. you go look at the Giants Twitter account Drew actually I'm telling you this for facts man but if you want to get a good laugh go check out some of the Giants posts on their acquisitions of Kevin Zeitler and Jabril Peppers, and you just see fans' comments on Twitter ripping Dave Gettleman for trading Odell Beckham. So what do you think moving forward this means for a Giants organization that obviously is committed to hanging on to Eli Manning? They just traded away their superstar receiver along with Olivier Vernon. What do you think is in store for a franchise like the New York Giants at this point? Uh, well, I think, you know, obviously they, they're, they're in a rebuild, uh, type of situation. I don't think that they're, um, in any, in any situation to go ahead and, uh, try to win games now. Um, I think, you know, uh, having, uh, um, Barkley back there, the running back position and what he brings is, is he's going to get a heavy workload this year. Um, you know, Eli Manning has always struggled uh, over the past couple of years as far as, you know, getting the ball out on time and um, being able to throw the deep ball. Um, so obviously Kevin Zeitler and his addition helps that. Um, but just, you know, overall, this team is going to be looking to rebuild and, and uh, collect as many draft picks as possible. Um, and also, I just feel that, you know, from an organizational standpoint, they are trying or what they did was, uh, you know, they eliminated anybody in that in that locker room that has um, any type of influence. Um, a lot of big name guys, a lot of uh, a lot of talented guys in the NFL that have been shopped, uh, shipped away, and um, you know, are not, uh, you know, granted uh, contracts. Um, so, you know, I think from an organizational standpoint, they're just trying to eliminate anybody that has uh, any type of influence. Um, start young and start fresh, and be able to build from there. Yeah, that's a good point, and that's something that's been talked a lot about, how you know a lot of people instantly are praising John Dorsey for the trade, pulling off Odell Beckham Jr., and of course, everybody's shredding Gettleman, saying, what is he doing? We don't understand what he's thinking. But to your point, Jarrell, I mean, this is an organization that they know that their window to win is obviously not in the present so this is a rebuild, as you talked about. They get two draft picks along with Kevin Zeitler and Jabril Peppers, who's a very good emerging young safety who can help replace Collins. I don't think he's going to replace him immediately. Collins is another playmaker at this point in his career. But I can understand the Giants' viewpoint on this trade. But moving on, you know, because fans were even more confused because I don't know if you saw Jarrell, but they went out and spent a decent amount of money on signing Golden Tate, a 30-year-old wide receiver, to a four-year, $37.5 million deal. So now he joins a receiving core with Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. They're rumored to have interest in Chris Hogan. What do you think that receiving core is going to look like with Eli Manning back under center? 
Um, you know, I think they're going to have some success. I mean, obviously, Golden Tate is very good, you know, catching them, um, you know, running with the ball after after catch. Um, he's definitely um, a good asset to have, you know, when it, when you're trying to get the ball out, you know, quick and on time. Uh, uh, Sterling Shepard is definitely, uh, you know, a good receiver, you know, and Ingram is going to have some success, you know, coming back from injury. So I think, you know, those guys – those guys will have their opportunities to be successful. Um, but I just think the overall makeup of the team is not going to be very successful, you know, uh, with the, with the exits of everybody that's on defense, uh, it's definitely going to be a uh, hard transition for this team. Um, unless they're, you know, uh, just, uh, out there putting up, you know, monster numbers of, you know, 25, 28 points a game. So it'll definitely be tough for this team. Now, before we talk about some of these big fish free agents, I have a question for you because I want to pick your brain because both of these guys, I'm, I'm pretty sure you have some familiarity with them, whether you played with them or you played with the organization they signed with. So which signing do you like better, Jarrell? Do you like the signing of John Brown to a three-year $27 million deal to the Buffalo Bills or do you like the Adam Humphrey signing Four years, thirty-six million to Tennessee. Who? Uh, I think the John Brown accusation would probably uh, be, um, you know, most interesting for me. I think that'd be the best deal for me, um, just because, you know, with a young quarterback and Josh Allen um, and the and the big arm that he has, um, John Brown and the speed and his his ability to be able to stretch the field is it'll be it a it a it adds. Um, it adds a, a, a valuable weapon to the offense of, of Buffalo and, and what they're trying to be able to do. Um, I think uh, with Josh Allen and his ability to be able to throw the ball down the field, you know, obviously he has to improve his accuracy and their offensive line has to improve. Um, you know, they did that with the acquisition of Mitch Morris, but, um, you know, overall they have to improve their offensive line in order, to, in order for him to be able to, to get the ball out. But, um, John Brown and his speed and, and what he can and what he can do on Sundays is, is why they uh, is why they went out and got him. Now let's segue to the big quarterback signing that we all knew was going to happen before the quote unquote legal tampering period opened on Monday. But Nick Foles, the Super Bowl MVP, officially signed a four-year, eighty-eight million dollar contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. What are your thoughts on Foles to Duval County? And do you think he can maybe make this Jaguars team a contender again? Um, absolutely. I think um I think it's, it's he brings a, a a culture and experience um to this Jacksonville team in which they need um in a locker room that has a lot of talent uh, but doesn't have a lot of leadership. Um I think that uh, they are, they're going to have to be able to, you know, step some things up this year and, and they'll be able to, to move the ball offensively and do the things that they want to do offensively. Um, you know, going into a game, you can't necessarily just key on Leonard Fournette anymore. You'll have to be able to focus on, you know, Nick Foles and what he can do in the play action game and, um, and what he can do, um, you know, when the game is on the line. Um, you know, I obviously think they're going to have to surround him with more weapons. You still have Marquise Lee coming off an injury, um, but they're going to have to add some additional pieces down there in order for him to be successful. I agree with you there. And, Jarrell, you know what? I really do think that this Jacksonville team, they can be contenders again as, as soon as 2019, this upcoming season. We all know that defense they have. They're very stout, very talented. Yeah. 
And then now you got a guy like Nick Foles who comes into Jacksonville and they've solidified their offensive line. Leonard Fournette, they're hoping to get him fully healthy. And then, yes, that is one area of need. They need to get full some weapons on the outside. They lost Dante Moncrief to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have Keelan Cole, D.D. Westbrook in the slot, who's really coming on strong at the end of last season. I know they signed uh, Jeff Swaim, the former Cowboys tight end, but they certainly need more. And if they are obviously committed to Nick Foles for the next four years, they could use their seventh overall pick on a receiver. You got guys like DK Metcalf coming out of Ole Miss, Hollywood Brown out of Oklahoma. So if they can shore up the receiver position, Jarrell, I really feel like Jacksonville can rise to the cream of the crop and, and be a 10-11 win team next season. Absolutely. Um, if they uh, if they can add some additional pieces, you know, if DK Metcalf can uh, – live up to expectations you know obviously the combine is was a phenomenal uh place for where he displayed you know some absolutely you know insane talents uh, at that size uh if he can you know live up to his hype and you know and what his measurables say then they definitely can use that seventh overall pick for that now let's talk about your teammate or former teammate Jarrell, who's now wearing that green again you both were Wearing the Spartan green at Michigan State, Le'Veon Bell, who signed with the Jets. And this was a move that, once again, a lot of us NFL fans speculated on it for a while. But he put pen to paper, four years, $52.5 million deal to go to the Big Apple there in New York. What is your take on how he fits in that offense with Sam Darnold? Um, I think he's going to compliment him very well. I mean, they had some success last year with Isaiah Crowell and, and what they were able to do and um, uh, Blau Powell. And I just, you know, I think, you know, with the addition of Le'Veon, you have a you have a calm sense of, of uh, check downs when, you know, routes are, are kind of distorted down the field, uh, you know, because obviously Le'Veon can, can turn a check down route into, you know, 10, 12, 15 yard plays. And so, uh, you know, that's that brings a, a sense of calmness to your offense as well as being able to just hand the ball off and, you know, tell them to go make a play. Um, you know, so, so transitioning transitioning into his second year and, um, and what he's going to be able to, to, to know and learn, uh, you know, with, from playing with Le'Veon is going to have his offense uh, looking, on, looking on the bright side. Now, speaking of just the Jets as a team right now at this point, Adam Gase, new head coach, Got Greg Williams as their defensive coordinator. Le'Veon Bell's there. They signed C.J. Mosley, so another big piece to that defense. You know they had a lot of money. They had Anthony Barr. You know what happened there. He went back to Minnesota eventually. But this New York team is pretty talented, Jarrell, and I think that they could really start pushing for a top spot in that AFC East in the rather near future. So with that, I ask you, how close do you think a team like the New York Jets are to maybe even squeaking into a wild card spot? Um, I definitely think they're right on the cusp. I think um, you know, uh, Mike Pinnell is is left to go to the Patriots. Um, so I think they're going to have to, you know, add some additional pieces along their defensive line. You know, in order to be that attacking style defense that Greg Williams likes to run. Uh, but the additional uh, addition of C.J. Mosley is, is definitely uh, is definitely going to be big for them. 
um, you know, not only, um, you know, in the run game, but in the, in the coverage game, you know, to be able to have a guy that can, you know, go sideline to sideline, um, to be able to work, you know, coverage in with uh, Jamal Adams and, and, and Tremaine Johnson out there, um, I definitely think it's going to boast, boast well for them. Now, another running back, veteran, 29 years old, who found a new home, Mark Ingram, to the Ravens. And you and I actually talked about this very fit when we uh, were on the podcast a couple weeks ago doing a free agency primer. He goes to Baltimore and looks like he's going to be the starter. Of course, Gus Edwards, I'm sure, will have a roll out of the backfield there in Baltimore, along with Lamar Jackson. They were rumored to have interest in Le'Veon Bell. Of course, they really weren't serious about going after him, but they went out and got a very physical runner in Ingram, who I think is going to fit that system very well. So what are your thoughts on that move? Um, I think that's a, a great move. Um, you know, with their offensive line, Marshall Yonda up front, and, you know, what they, those guys were able to do uh, last year, uh, all, you know, down the stretch once Lamar Jackson you know, took control of the offense uh, was phenomenal. Now, obviously, they're going to have to be able to throw the football, and you know, receivers is definitely going to have to come into play. So they're they're going to be in the mix to you know uh, to begin some more receivers on their on their roster as well. But uh, you know, having Mark Ingram and the toughness and the and the culture uh, that he brings from New Orleans, the playoff experience, the the uh, professionalism, and being able to you know to grind it out day in and day out. Um, you know, it's definitely going to be, you know, great for the Ravens and and uh, and great for their offense. On the defensive side of the ball, they surprisingly signed Earl Thomas, the all-pro safety. And even Thomas, he was introduced today. He said himself, he said, I was expecting to go elsewhere until the Ravens swooped in with a big offer late got his agreement, and next thing you know, Earl Thomas is a member of the Baltimore Ravens. We know the type of talented player that Thomas is, and he just fits that Baltimore culture. He's going to get to play alongside Tony Jefferson there, so that'll be another nice safety tandem. Obviously, they cut ties with Eric Weddle. Earl Thomas in the AFC North. Aren't you going to be looking forward to those matchups when the Browns with Odell, Jarvis, will go up against a secondary that has Earl Thomas, Tony Jefferson, Marlon Humphrey. I think that's going to make for some must-see TV. Absolutely, man. I, the AFC is on. Uh, the AFC North is on notice this year, man. I mean, the storylines is going to be coming in. And, uh, you know, coming from that that division is going to be phenomenal. Um, you know, finding out whether you know whether or not Big Ben can you know do it without the other two stars. Um, you know. Uh, Having uh, Cleveland, you know, finally getting their people and and their and the, and, the, and their pieces in place in order to be successful and see how far they can go and and with the addition of Earl Thomas and, and Mark Ingram into to Baltimore's culture is going to be phenomenal, man. I mean, um, there's a lot of storylines that's going to be talked about. I'm excited. I'm glad you you mentioned this team, the Oakland Raiders, because you talked about Roethlisberger moving forward without some weapons. Bell in New York and Antonio Brown was traded to the Raiders. And that was another stunner for a third and a fifth round pick, which had many people puzzled as to how Pittsburgh accepted that type of offer. But nonetheless, the Raiders have been very active in free agency. 
They obviously acquired Brown. They signed Tyrell Williams, the other six foot four receiver. They also brought in LaMarcus Joyner from the Los Angeles Rams. They paid Trent Brown big time money, the tackle from the Patriots. What do you think the outlook is for John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders at this point in time? Um, I think it's I think it's gonna be uh, you know, very good, but I, I think it's still gonna be uh, you know, tough for those guys out there. Um, I think uh, you know, Derek Carr's gonna have to show a better a better year than what he did last year. And obviously Antonio Brown's gonna add a um a sense of uh um comfort for him, but you know, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to be able to pick it up, man, and limit his turnovers um offensively and for them to be able to be successful and Defensively, they're they're going to have to find some people that's going to rush the passer. Um, they're going to have to find some guys that's going to be able to 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 uh, um, to affect games in a in a in a, in a monstrous way. And so, um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how the Raiders um, how the Raiders do this year. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs because I personally really like this move, and it was Tyron Matthew going to Kansas City. Uh, they signed him on that three-year deal worth $42 million. Now the Texans, they had expressed interest in re-signing him. They apparently offered him a deal worth $9.5 million. He took the bigger offer to Kansas City. And that, of course, led the Chiefs to part ways with Eric Berry, the all-pro safety who has not been able to stay healthy the last couple of seasons. So what do you think a player like Tyron Matthew can bring to a Chiefs defense in a secondary that has just really struggled significantly over the last couple of years? Oh, man, um, he's going to bring a sense of toughness, um, um, you know, experience and, and being able to play multiple positions. Uh, you know, I think the uh, Spagnola is going to be able to have an opportunity to play him at linebacker, safety, corner. Um, you know, he's going to be able to have depend on him and run support as well as being able to be in the, the deep half of the field. And so um, that's the, the the beauty of having a player like Tyron Matthew and and, um, and what he brings to the table. And, um, you know, unfortunately, like it's, it's sad to see, you know, Eric Berry get cut because I personally thought that they were going to actually, you know, you know, team those guys up together. I thought that would have been a really interesting, you know, safety type of, uh, you know, ordeal, but um, because they both are able to play multiple positions. And so, um, you know, I thought that would have been really cool, but, you know, uh, Tyron Matthew and what he does uh, on the field is going to be very uh, valuable for the, for the chiefs this year. What other signings, Jarrell, have caught your eye to this point? We've seen plenty. A lot of guys on defense. Oh, we also saw D Ford being traded to San Francisco, and he signed a five-year, $87.5 million deal. Trey Flowers getting paid by the Lions. Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith both to Green Bay. So you know the Packers, who have not been known to spend big money in free agency when they had Ted Thompson now under Brian Gutenkunst, they've really changed course. So of these signings, especially in the edge rusher department, which signing or acquisition do you like the most? Um, personally, it would have to be the two acquisitions in Green Bay. Um, uh, you know, making the tough choice not to retain Clay Matthews and, and cutting Nick Perry, uh, I think that that shows the direction that the Green Bay Packers are trying to move in and that they're, you know, 
they're in it to win it and they're not, you know, in it to be as, you know, being loyal, uh, you know, to their long-term uh, players. Um, you know, they've had the opportunities to be, um, to get to the playoffs and they haven't been able to reach the playoffs over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, obviously with the injuries to Aaron Rodgers and, and with, and with that's, you know, the toll that's taken on the team, but, um, you can tell they're trying to, they're trying to get in a position to win now. You know, they understand that, you know, the Chicago Bears are, are, are here. You know, they, they have the division. Uh, they, they won the division last year. Minnesota's going to be a lot better team than they were last year. So it's time for the Packers to be able to step up and make plays. And how about Landon Collins to Washington, Drill? He got the bank, man. I mean, they gave him a massive contract. He was let go by the New York Giants, and I mentioned that previously. That's why they went ahead and acquired a guy like Jabril Peppers. But six years, $84 million to go to the Redskins. Do you think Collins is really going to make that big of a difference for a Washington team that kind of looks like they're stuck in the mud, especially without a quarterback. I mean, they got, they got Case Keenum, but I don't know. I, I'm just not sure about that. What are your thoughts? Uh, Well, I mean, obviously, I think, you know, you got to tip your hat to Landon Collins and being able to land, you know, such a big deal and, and the money that he was able to receive from Washington. But, uh, you know, Washington is going to be a team that's still going to be trying to find their identity, obviously, you know they get Keenum and and uh, and he's going to be trying to uh, to 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 relive the success that Alex Smith had you know last year up until his injury. But um, you know I think they're going to ha- rely heavily on Adrian Peterson and, and what he can bring to the table. Uh, but they're going to have to to be able to throw the football down the field and and I'm not ju- I'm just not seeing as many playmakers on the, on the outside as, as I would like to see for this team to be successful. Let's go ahead and talk about some of these these guys who are currently free agents. You have some notable players like Justin Houston, who was cut by the Chiefs. Where do you think is a good landing spot for him? Oh wow! Uh, if before the before the Preston Smith signing, I definitely thought the Green Bay Packers would have been a phenomenal uh, phenomenal place for him to land. Uh, but if I uh, if I have to say a place, um, I would like to say the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, I know they don't really have as much uh, cap space as they would like, um, but to have a uh, you know with the absence of Terrell Suggs and and uh, what he was able to bring uh, to the outside, you know, I think you know Justin Houston and his toughness and his uh, ability to get to the passer um, would would bolster wealth uh, being in Baltimore. You know, one spot that I feel like would be a good fit for Houston is how about those New England Patriots? I mean, they love themselves some veteran edge rushers. They lost Trey Flowers. Now, I know Houston is is a predominantly a 3-4 outside linebacker, but nonetheless, he's a pass rusher. He can go make a difference. I think he's still got plenty left in the tank, and it's just such a Patriot-esque move. Bringing in a guy like Houston, a perennial all-pro type of player that's already 30 years old, but yet he can still play, I just seem like that would be a really good fit for a team like Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they will definitely uh, use him, and they'll go back and look at some old Kansas City tape and see how uh, uh, Coach Sutton was able to move him around and all all over the place and, uh, and, and be able to get the most out of him. And what about a player like Indomitian Sue, Jarrell? Now, this is a player that plays the same position as you, defensive tackle. I know you can go one technique, three technique. That stuff varies. 
He's coming off kind of an underwhelming regular season. I know he upped his game in the playoffs for the Rams. He didn't really stuff the stat sheet, but that's also because he had double teams because Aaron Donald and him really worked together. So for him, who's really trying to generate a market for himself, where do you think he could land? Um, I would, I, if, I, if it was me and personally giving two spots, um, I would have to say uh, either the New York Jets or the New, the New, New England Patriots. Um, the Jets for the cap space, obviously. Um, they, them needing to bolster their defensive line um, with Leonard Williams out there. Um, and with the New England Patriots just bringing in a, a veteran that has some experience, um, a veteran that's going to be able to to uh, buy into their system and, and um, you know, and, and fit the scheme that Belichick wants to run. And so I think uh, the Jets and the Patriots would be uh, two good spots, man. As we wrap up this show, Jarrell, did you have any particular move or another free agent signing or a trade acquisition that you just really loved and you think is going to pay dividends? Uh, me personally, uh, if I had to pick a, um, a free agent that's still on the board, um, I, well, I would like to see Ziggy Ansah to Seattle. Um, I think that would be a phenomenal uh, pickup, um, a place for him to be able to re, uh, rekindle his career um, and, uh, and get on the right track. And um, a system that loves edge rushers, a system that loves guys getting to the passer, um, Ziggy Ansah going out there to Seattle, I think would be phenomenal on a on on more like a one-year proven type of deal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can see that happening. Ziggy Ansah is a Pro Bowl player and a guy that just has been battling that shoulder injury, and that's why he was unable to play a lot of snaps. But one, uh, one free agent right now that I think could make some impact for a team should he be given a chance is I'm looking at the linebacker from the Rams who was cut. How about Mark Barrett? He struggled in run support because he's kind of that versatile backer that plays both the run, but is more of a cover linebacker. I would love to see Mark Barron go team up with Dion Buchanan there in Tampa Bay, give him a versatile pair of two hybrid type of players with Levante David already there, especially Quan Alexander signed with the San Francisco 49ers, so he's no longer there. So I just feel like that would be a really athletic linebacking unit for Todd Bowles there in Tampa. Absolutely, man. I think, um, you know, Bruce Aarons and Todd Bowles have never been shy of, you know, putting uh, smaller guys down there in the box to be able to support the run. Um, You've seen it plenty of times out there in Arizona. You've seen Tony Jefferson play in the box. You've seen Tyler Matthew play in the box. Um, There's been a multitude of guys that have been able to play inside um, in their scheme. So, I definitely think uh, that would be a good fit for him. All right, man. Well, there's plenty of other free agents that are still out there. And, of course, it's still ongoing as we got plenty of news and stuff to track and monitor as we move forward. But, Jarrell, again, man, I appreciate you taking the time to join me for today's podcast. I know you got a game tomorrow night, so get some rest, man. I wish you the best of luck in uh, what channel can we watch the Orlando Apollos uh, tomorrow evening? Uh, we will be on NFL Network, uh, 8 p.m. Uh, be a phenomenal game against the Arizona Hot Shots. Check us out. Um, our defense is trying to uh, pitch a shutout. And our offense is trying to score 100 points. So just watch us out there, man. We're going to be uh, flying around, having some fun. 
Um, gonna be looking pretty cool. Check us out, man. And so uh, we just appreciate uh, all the love we get. All right, Jarrell. Again, man. Blessings to you. Hope to stay in contact. We'll definitely be getting you on again sometime in the future. Thank you so much, man. You have a good day. All right, bro. Take care. All right. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.